Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Benjamin Lore is my guest, the author of a brand new book called The Secret Life of Groceries, The Dark Miracle of the American Supermarket. It's the result of a five-year deep dive into grocery stores, distribution chains, the origin of the food on our shelves. Hey, Benjamin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being on. You almost lost me in paragraph one. Hall and Oates, there's nothing shitty about them. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Uh, it's, uh, you know, not my generation, and just the stand-in for this background music that blurs. But uh, apologies to the Hall and Oates. Yeah, I mean, come on. There. there are a couple of Philly guys. Have you never heard the song Fall in Philadelphia? I'm going to spend another fall in Philadelphia. Hey, uh, I'm queuing it up right after this. Thank you, sir. So um, the book, the book begins with an odor, right? The book begins with a stench. What was it? Uh, it was just a direct experience. I was working at a Whole Foods 
for the book in uh, Manhattan, and we had a. I was working at the fish case, and we were selling perfectly hygienically clean fish that was laid on top of a beautiful surface. But uh, every month or every other month, depending when the call came down from up high, we had to clean the case, and you crack through that hygienic surface, crack the ice, and just through the chaos of retail bits and scraps would have, would accumulate at the bottom of this fish counter into this gutter of uh, really a quite a disturbing smell. <laughs> and as I say in the book, this was a book that was full of disturbing smells. You know, I, I break into uh, industrial swine yards with activists. I go to Thailand and uh, try to look at the bottom of the shrimp commodity chain, which deals with a lot of uh, rotting fish on uh, you know, sea boats and just tons of bad smells. And this was, this one took the cake of them all. Is there, is there something you will no longer eat having spent five years researching this book? And if so, what is it? Uh, that's a fair question and probably the most common question I got when writing, but no, the book, it's not that type of book. You know what? I didn't want to write a book that like causes you to check off a single food from your list and feel more virtuous about your life and then be able to go back. Because it's, it's, this book is more looking at the systems that deliver groceries, and I think, unfortunately, it's just not that simple. There are, the solutions um, to our food chain don't come from any one gift, and, and frankly, the power that the consumer has through the boycott is not as, you know, the power of the marketplace doesn't, doesn't quite work because there are these structural ways the grocery industries formed and, and, and just the volume of continuous product they need to place. And that means aggregating it from so many different sources that there are bad actors mixed in with good actors um, in a way that doesn't, in my mind, mean demonizing single products actually is that meaningful. Will you, I, I want people to understand the lengths to which you went to research this book. Will you turn to page four and and read that long paragraph that begins first, lest we get off on the wrong foot. Oh, sure. Hold on one second. Oh my god! This all right. Uh, so this is right after that horrendous smell you noticed up front. Um, so first, lest we get off on the wrong foot. A moment to state how underplayed that description of the opening smell was. Over the course of researching this book, I climbed aboard fishing boats littered with the debris of mashed fish and seaweed left for weeks at a time to roast in the sun. I necropsied chickens, pulling their guts apart, looking for signs of disease as they radiated that lab-specific scent of ammonia and death. I snuck into industrial swine farms and chicken houses, wading through lagoons of feces in the process. And at one point in the Kanchi Tamarat, Thailand, on a 90-degree summer day, I stood ankle-deep in rotten trash fish on the loading dock, 10,000 minnows piled up in silver ribbons, left for days as they waited to be transformed into the protein base at the, of the aquaculture pyramid. Those were some strong sniffs, and yet none of it, not the trash fish nor the fecal lagoons, was as fundamentally gross and disturbing as the smell that came out of that fish case in Manhattan, in a Whole Foods, in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the wealthiest nation in the world. Which is to say, melodrama has a place in life, but not in my description of smells. Maybe that's an odd note to start a book on, but this is nonfiction. Names have not been changed, except in the few places where I felt my writing might threaten a subject's livelihood. Characters have not been combined. 
Quotes are either from audio recordings or written down in the moment, and descriptions of smells have not been exaggerated for effect. All right, what is your deal, dude? Like, what were you after? <laughs> what was I after? I want to understand this it, this store. You know, I think in COVID, a lot of people have woken up to this idea that we are vitally dependent on grocery stores. This kind of banal place in our neighborhood that was a big chore uh, is actually something that is absolutely essential to our way of life and being. I think I had that experience earlier, a very cliched way in itself. I had come home from a trip abroad. And it was pretty extreme, a trip abroad. I was living with no running water in Kenya. And I, I stumbled into this American supermarket of when I was first back, and it just blew my mind. Like, the, there's something was so soothing about it and comforting about it at the same time that it had this power, you know, the like velvet steel glove kind of <laughs> cliche. I don't know. There was there's something about the grocery store that I just felt was both soothing and menacing and comforting. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to scratch beyond that surface and figure out how does this thing that really provides the way of life that I've become accustomed to function. Your and, uh, your your wonderment reminds me of Boris Yeltsin. Somewhere in your book, I think I read it in a footnote, but you tell a story about a trip that he made to Texas. R- yes. Tell everybody what I'm making reference to. Yeah, that's a wonderful, just an aside in the book, but uh, he goes to a Randall's in Texas, and this is pre-fall. Uh, you know, this is, this is uh, during the Cold War, um, he's visiting and he stops there. I think he's he's going to some space center and he just stops at the supermarket and he's he gets filled with kind of a terror that if the Russian people ever saw this abundance, they would there would be revolution. And um, and he he says so privately to his aides and it's it's in his memoir. Um, but just this idea that the grocery store was both a wonderment to him, but also something that he recognized as. American exceptionalism that, that, that just didn't exist in from- Soviet Russia. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money, which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. From your book, quote, One of the first things you realize working retail grocery is that people in general are hideous and insane, but their depravity almost miraculously balances out in the ledger of the day so that aside from bruised feelings and egos, which never really balance, the store itself makes out just fine. What does that mean? (laughs) That's a great question. Who knows? I'm just writing. No, Uh, that means that the store is really calculated, uh, fine-tuned instrument to kind of serve the consumer and our different whims. And the fact is that as consumers, we have wildly different whims. We're a chaotic mess. You know, some of us want our grass-fed whole milk, and some of us want our fat-free half and half. And that contradiction is makes serving us extremely hard and overlapping and difficult. Um, and it, the store is kind of juggling that, uh, and in many times it can uh, it can kind of help one person's need by um, helping the other person's need at the same time, even though they're contradictory. You know what I want? I want less choice. It's all gotten too complicated. Like OJ is a big thing in my house. <laughs> I drink a lot of orange juice. Who are the people who don't want pulp? And where did they come from? And and why is it like no I, I, no pulp, lots of pulp, medium pulp? I'll give you another one. Wheat thins. You know the crackers, wheat thins? Yeah. I, it takes me 10 minutes to find the original wheat thin because someone <laughs> has decided that there need to be 10 different gradations of wheat thins. Please limit my choice. Well, you know, in the book, I spend a bunch of time, the privilege of spending some time with Trader Joe Cologne, yeah. who founded Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. And I think that was one of his defining insights was, look, these uh, he founded this in the, the mid-60s at Trader Joe's um, out of a fleet of convenience stores that he was running. And 
he just decided that if he wanted his buyers to find good food, they couldn't look at all the food options that were out there. There was too much in each category. These were buyers that are responsible for 80, ca- 80 different categories. Each of the categories might have 1,000 to 10,000 different SKUs, stock keeping units within them. That's like individual product. That's just too much for the human brain to do a good job on, especially if you're rotated around the store. So he thought, I'll shrink my offerings down to a human size and empower my buyers to really take ownership over the different categories they're responsible for. And I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, Trader Joe's might not be for you, personalized listener, but it is for a lot of people. It has a, the people it targets, it gets. And it has a rabid fan base for that reason. Did your, uh, did your trip to the swine farm impact your willingness to eat pork? I, I don't know if you ate pork before you went to the swine farm, um, but that was a pretty stunning description. Yeah, that's a great question that I, I'm not being coy when I say I almost struggle to answer it. It was a spiritual experience, and I'm not a don't define myself as someone who has quote unquote spiritual defer- experiences very often. Um, but I'm still sifting through it in the sense that it was a profoundly unsettling. It was also not what I was led to believe it would be, I think, from some of the animal rights activists that I came into, meaning that it was far more functional and clean than I thought it would be. And the animals didn't look like they were in active states of misery. At the same time, it was visiting this death row accommodations for um, that was that was at such a scale I'd never experienced that it. it really just kind of brang, brought home the absurdity of the entire human project and our existence on this planet. We've, we're so huge. Our appetites are so huge that they can't help but be a little grotesque. Um, it's how it impacted my own feelings. I mean, uh, I did have, I went to an egg industrial caves egg facility too at the same animal rights group, and I had eggs the next day. It was not a problem. I seeing all those intelligent pig eyes that definitely shook me up, and uh, I did not want to eat bacon, <laughs> and and I, I do tend to avoid it now. Benjamin Lore is the author of the book "The Secret Life of Groceries: The Dark Miracle of the American Supermarket." Uh, I've had uh, health experts come on the program. I'm trying to think. It was the guy from the Times who wrote the book. Salt, sugar, fat. Did I mix up that Michael order? Michael Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael okay, Moss, you know the book. Personal hero of mine. And, and, yep. I, 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 and what I remember about my conversation with him is him saying to me, <clears throat> stay out of the middle of the grocery store. Bad things happen there. Stay on the periphery. <laughs> Seriously, stay on the periphery. Yeah, yeah. And I never thought of the design before. But, you know, you're, you're going to get your dairy and your vegetables and your fruits and so forth on the periphery. It's when you go into the heart of the beast that you get yourself in trouble with all sort of processed stuff. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of truth to that from from a health perspective. Absolutely. I mean, the design of the store. So I walked into this book thinking, oh, they put the milk in the back and they put the, you know, to get you to go to the back and right. trap you in the right. store longer. And I, I spent some time with some re, like a retail architect and an anthropologist and uh, like sociologist who kind of study consumption habits. And the retail architect in particular, this guy, Kevin Kelly, um, was like, no, that's crazy. Like, grocery stores are there to serve the consumer, and they want to get people in and out as quick as possible. They want to make the shopping experience as, like an act of joy. 
Like, that's the platonic ideal. Yeah, sure, there are some, like, used car chain versions of the grocery store out there where they are perhaps using decision fatigue to get people to stay in the store longer and and make bad choices. But that's, one, a minority, and two, it's going extinct because the the places that really survive are about meeting customer needs and, and creating, in the way that Trader Joe's is, creating a consumer that targets a specific, uh, you know, creates a product experience that targets a specific consumer. It's funny. uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say it's funny. No, no, I, it's funny uh, how we're 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 loyal. Many of us, it, it, you know, some of us don't have choice. You know, whatever the local grocer is, that's your grocer. Um, others have choice, and for those that have choice, it's amazing the loyalty. I, I think it's almost become a, a cult of personality of some. You, you referenced Whole Foods. You referenced Trader Joe's. Uh, in the South, I I love Publix. Don't have one uh, where. Have you ever been in a Publix? Sure, sure. I mean, Pub- Publix is just great store, right? Clean and they're nice, and they yeah. wipe down the, the the aisles are wide. And I, I don't know, man. I I wish I had a Publix. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Um, no, absolutely. I think that kind of individuality and 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 everybody has their own chain. One, they maybe they grew up with, and they just because it is this American institution, we have these primal memories of the grocery stores that we grew up mm-hmm. with, and and they're they're ours. And they're important. But also, I think what drew me to the Trader Joe story was that Joe kind of uncovered this demographic targeting way earlier than everyone else. And he targeted a very specific consumer that I'm probably a member, which is the overeducated, underpaid class right. who thinks they're more clever than they really are. <laughs> like he, he said something like, oh, they're more um, – they're, they're, they think they're smarter. They're not more intelligent. You know, they have a college. They're better educated, not more intelligent, is what is, is what he said. Because it's a chain that caters to people who like wordplay, right. who like to, to, to think that they've traveled far places and they want to eat based on those travels, um, which I just thought was fascinating to think of the design principles of a chain like that. And then compare it to these other chains, which I'm not naturally drawn to, but they're actually targeting someone else. And that's the reason I'm not drawn to it. You know, they they consciously create a barren warehouse environment with the food stacked up on pallets. And it's just basically screaming, we don't care about overhead. We are trying to get you the lowest possible prices. And there is a consumer for whom that is extremely enticing message. It doesn't happen to be me, Mr. Overeducated, underpaid. I want to be tickled. You know, I want my, like, intellect tickled. Uh, But it doesn't mean that it's not a conscious strategy and it doesn't mean – that there's anything better or worse about me as a consumer well, or someone on, else as a consumer. On that note, let me just confirm that the Trader Joe's purchasers, consumers, are not always the smartest because the first <laughs> time I went to Trader Joe's, I thought you had to tip your cashier because they kept ringing that damn bell. And having been in many a bar room where the, yeah, the you know you, you, the bartender would get a tip and ring a bell or do something, I thought, oh my god! I guess when I get up there, if, if I get a good checkout, I've got to like hit the guy with a buck. Seriously, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it, uh, and that would explain why they're all so chirpy and happy. <laughs> <laughs> that in the Hawaiian shirts. Hey, I have to yeah. roll. Good luck with your book. It's called The Secret Life of Groceries. I found it really, really interesting and at parts disturbing, and I recommend it. So there you go. 
So, hey, it was a total pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm going to Hall & Oates on YouTube right Please. now. Please, yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, look up uh, She's Gone. Start there and work yourself through Abandoned Luncheonette. Thank you. Right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.